audio logs, beautiful people of the internet, welcome back to another lovely episode of Midnight Showing with me, Nash, and him, Luke. Uh, you can call me Bruce Wayne. Thank you so much. Jennifer Wayne. And <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not that cool. I'm more of a Dick Grayson type guy, you know. And we're talking about. Yeah, I only like Dick Grayson when he's wearing, the, you know, the tiny Speedo and the tights and everything. You know, that's that's my Dick Grayson is that one right there. That's all I want. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking about Batman or should I say the Batman. The Batman. How about that title screen, dude? Wasn't that shit so hard? And it almost felt out of place, but at the same time, it felt so perfect. Yeah, that's probably because we like we like to talk about the title here, or at least I do. You're going to see a lot of Batman. Yeah. You're going to see 95% Batman. Yeah. In the In a Batman title? In, no, in the movie. If you came to see Bruce Wayne, this isn't your movie. This is oh, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is the Batman. And the title the title explains that, so you can't be upset. Because so, I know a lot of people, they weren't wrong in saying, because I, I, you know, I just, on the intro, interwebs saying how, you know, there wasn't a lot of Bruce Wayne in it, like, and complaining about that. And, like, I, I get the complaint, right? But it's also, the title of the movie is the Batman and you you should expect to see mostly the Batman. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're, you're right in that aspect. And I mean, honestly, I think it's kind of a bad take to like be upset that there wasn't that much Bruce Wayne in it. Cause I think what we really have to understand about Batman is how young he is in this movie. You know, that's that's really, I think, the main factor as to why this feels so refreshing and stylized and conceptual is because we are really dealing with such a young Batman, you know, and it affects every portion of his life is how young he is. And so as we get the conversation started, I have uh, I have this theory about Batman that I wanted to ask you, and it is that I think he is one of the most malleable characters in all of just storytelling and literature. No, that that that's a good starting point um, to get off on. I think I can agree with that because if we sort of let's strip Batman the character apart. All right. Because you and I are big fans of Batman in general. Um, Very much so. So when you look at like core Batman, right? If you're going to do you know, I'm sure we'll get into later about like a movie that's more in line with comics versus a movie that's sort of all its own Batman story, right? We're going to get to that later. But it's like core, you look at core Batman, the typical sort of paradigm for Batman is that there's a conflict between him being Bruce Wayne and him being the Batman. Absolutely. And I'm not just saying him being Batman, him being the Batman, because, yes. you know, in, in the comics, in the shows, you're going to see a lot of times goes to other universes. There are other Batman. Right. So him being that Batman that he is being, you know, that's typically the big paradigm shift or that's typically the big paradigm. But in this movie, paradigm shift is a little different. It's not so much about Bruce Wayne and Batman. It's Batman versus Batman he doesn't like the character the rep his reputation as batman is more of the push yeah absolutely i think i think what you really have to understand about bruce wayne is that he is not 
comfortable as Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is the mask, you know? Batman is who Bruce Wayne has become because of that tragedy. You know, I want to I want to bring up um, a really interesting comic for anyone who really wants to learn more about Batman and his character traits, and it's called Batman Ego. And um, it's actually one of the main comics that inspired this version of Batman. Matt Reeves um, went on record saying, like, year one, long Halloween, some Zack Schneider stuff, and uh, not Scott, not not Zack Schneider. Oh, my God. Shoot me in the face. Scott Schneider. Way cooler. <laughs> Shoot me in the face. Podcast canceled. I'm sorry about that. Anyway, um, so... So Batman ego, dude. I'm 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 gonna lay out the story for you. All right. This is uh th- all this happens in the first two pages, so it's not really a spoiler. So the Joker, right? He's out doing Joker things. Batman needs to find him, you know, and he, he needs to capture him, put him in jail. So he goes and he finds a thug that works for the Joker, right? And he interrogates him. Where are the other guys going? Where's the Joker? Ah. Classic voice. <laughs> And so the Joker gets captured. Batman puts him in jail. He got a stab wound while he was doing it. So he's a little bleeding out and he's running along the rooftops and he's having a little bit of introspection in some like uh, thought bubbles, just talking about Batman and the, the cold city, all that classic stuff, right? And so the, the Joker's in jail and Batman is like um, on this bridge because he wants to find the thug that ratted the Joker out so he can put the thug in jail too. And of course, you know, he uh, is on this bridge and he sees the thug driving by and Batman staring at him. He's like, that's the guy. And Batman says, I'm so sick of the slime in this city, like taking out the heart of it for me, you know, and uh, he thinks, you know, maybe he has money in his car and he's trying to drive out of Gotham, but he stops on the bridge and he gets out of his car and he walks up the bridge and he goes to jump off the bridge. And so Batman freaks out and grabs him with the grappling hook, gets him. He's like, what were you doing? What were you doing? The guy looks at Batman and he says, do you have any idea what you did to me tonight? The Joker knows I ratted him, him out. I just killed my wife and daughter because that is a better ending for them than for whatever that madman would do to them. And I'm going to kill myself so that I never have to face the Joker because you had to make me rat him out right and so right away in the beginning of that comic there is so much pressure put onto batman that he forced this guy to kill his whole family because he can't just put it into the joker's life or something like that you know and so when he gets back to the bat cave what happens is that a literal embodiment of the cowl of batman comes up and the rest of the comic is batman talking to bruce wayne talking to batman batman talking to batman about being batman and i wanted that was that that was (laughs) the batman that was um that that was a i hope hopefully i I explained that well i know i just went on for a little bit but i wanted to kind of start there because i feel like it really got into what you're getting at that like the batman is a tragedy bro you know like this is a story about a broken person who's trying to cope in probably the most unique way possible you know what i mean yeah and so what I loved about Matt Reeves' Batman and this version of Batman is, you know, obviously we can make jokes about how he's just a little emo boy, but, like, my God, you could just feel the, like, the duality of what he wants to be to what he actually is to what he's not focusing on in his life and all that stuff, like, 
just seen just you you can see it in his face how broken he is all that stuff and just the battle going on inside him is so present in this movie dude yeah and that's it's it's the biggest difference i think to how people have seen batman on the screen um so far because it's like uh michael keaton is batman that movie is just called batman and Right, is Batman and Batman Returns? Yeah, people refer to it as like Batman 1989 to make the distinction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, it's yeah. Ca- it's just called Batman, yes. So that one, it's like you know that for the longest time was the Batman movie. You know, Batman and Robin with George Clooney, nobody liked it, and so <laughs> it was just it was goofy as all get out. And so in that movie, it's like you have the classic, you know where you know it's batman versus bruce wayne being that identity but it's not really done that well right well compared compared to like christopher nolan's where it's like okay that is yes that is batman versus bruce wayne yeah right that whole movie that is the driving force between what he has a clear separation between being batman and bruce wayne he knows how to use both it seems like bruce wayne is in control and that's kind of sort of the worry or i guess the threat for that character is is batman going to outlast bruce wayne right and so here totally different shift from what people i think have normally seen on tv when it comes to batman maybe not the animated show because that i think pulls more towards being batman right well again you know before we even get too far down this rabbit hole i want to bring up the malleable thing you know because To me, well, okay, so I think I've said on this podcast before, back when we did Mask of the Phantasm, that I kind of started reading a lot of the Batman comics just because I was interested in them and I wanted to, like, understand the history. And, like, um, I have, like, the Dark Knight trilogy on Blu-ray, and with all the cards and quotes they have, everyone says, I'm not everyone, I mean, like, Christopher Nolan, the people who worked on the movie, said that the Long Halloween was such an inspiration because it was the first Batman comic to show that the character could really be cinematic. You know, and so I was like, well, I want to read The Long Halloween because everyone's talking about it so much. And then, you know, it kept snowballing. And that's how I've read so many of these comics. And kind of what you understand is that, like, it really is this author's Batman, this version of Batman. There's, you know, The Long Halloween was written by uh, Jeff Loeb and illustrated by Tim Sale. And it's a very cinematic Batman that, you know talks maybe a little bit more like christopher nolan's batman per se but then if you read yeah. a, if you read a batman like uh scott schneider who did the new 52 which is a little more recent his batman just feels a little different than the other one and it's like so interesting to me because it's the same core concepts and values of who the character is but just told in a little bit of a different way with a little bit different of a spin not to get too far off track from the point i'm trying to make but even scott snyder himself defines his batman as quote-unquote happy he is happy to go out and fight crime you know he doesn't really have an issue of vengeance and justice like robert pattinson does which of course i'm excited to get into but before i go too far down that rabbit hole i was just trying to say that that's scott snyder's version of it compared to something different so back to where you started with michael keaton and stuff you know that's tim burton's batman tim burton not a guy who's super into comics very stylized danny devito you know uh just being Danny DeVito, being Frank Reynolds, honestly. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, you get the 
the Joel Schumacher ones, you know, where it's it's a it's more campy and a little bit more like a heightened reality, like those Adam West ones were, you know. So like I, whenever we're talking about Batman, you really have to put so much emphasis on which version of Batman are you talking about, and version as literally in whoever's writing about him. Yeah. And what I think is a common through thread that is great that you brought up is that any good version of the character, any version that really knocks it out of the park has that duality between Bruce Wayne and Batman and who really is inside those two versions of himself. Yeah. And that, you know, that's something I'm mainly saying just to be clear with people. It's like, I don't, I don't have a problem with anything that they did in the Batman, this newest release. I don't have a problem with getting less. Like I don't have a problem with getting less Bruce Wayne and more Batman, because first off, they tell you right from the get-go, so, duh, expect it, read the movie poster, what do you want me to do about that? And it's like, they still offer, like you just said, they still offer that duality in a, in a new light. Yeah. And it's not, you know, 100% based off of a comic, which I think, I think is very important, because I think transferring that, like, that's sort of what the earlier Batman movies tried to do, it's like, they tried to capture the campiness, the animation stuff, like feel yeah off of comic books and i think that's a lot harder to do well Mm -hmm. than it is to say okay hey listen we have to acknowledge this is a different format than what people are typically digesting for this character we have to accept that and alter how we're going to show it for it to do for it to be better and you know what's so amazing is that the way you just described it makes it sound like a challenge and they wouldn't maybe not be able to pull it off. But I mean, let's just be flat out here, dude. This might be the greatest adaptation from graphic novel to film of all time. And I like truly, truly feel that way just for the way that this entire movie plays out. You know what I mean, dude? Like, yeah, it's almost it's 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 hard to to like explain it unless you've kind of read the way that comics and these stories kind of play out but it's almost like things are kind of like fast paced shit kind of just like happens and it's your job to like move through it slowly and like really try to imagine and encapsulate what's going on and so like if you read like the court of owls or death of the family or uh zero year which is also very interesting um a lot of stuff from zero year i think is present in matt reeves version if you read them like watching this version of it felt like that come to life so much i like can't praise this movie enough for the way that they were able to tell a batman story that felt so refreshing and new and like honestly dude i like at this point i don't even think it's that much of a hot take that like it makes the nolan films feel dated Eh. You you don't well okay okay this is actually pretty interesting because I know that you are a tenant hater (laughs) yeah and you think that Nolan has 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 gone a little bit too far up his own butt (laughs) exactly totally agree with that (laughs) right so I'm now that now that Christopher Nolan has such an established way of making these blockbuster type films like I even though they came out before Inception and like Interstellar to me the Dark Knight is if you gave Christopher Nolan the the keys and you were like, yo, you know that guy who made Inception? What if he made a Batman movie? And it's just Inception with Batman, the way that it's filmed and the feel that it has. And again, cannot say this enough. There's nothing wrong with that. Christopher Nolan's Batman 
change the scope of superhero movies. It's not about yeah. which one's better. It's about what they are themselves. It's just your favorite. It's not about what's better. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. To to me, when I go back and watch those movies, it just feels like another Christopher Nolan movie. That's like that blockbuster. That's blockbuster Batman. This doesn't feel like blockbuster Batman. The way the way I look at it is if you take Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, okay? Or let's talk about the trilogy as a whole. I'm going to say the trilogy as a whole, the Nolan trilogy as a whole, I think is equivalent to this one movie. And here's why. I think Bat- the Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, as far as a cinematic experience goes, I think that's a better movie. But that's two movies, right? And yeah. the third, The Dark Knight Rises terrible it's a it's a not very good movie especially in comparison with batman begins and the dark knight the dark uh, batman begins and the dark knight do an excellent job of creating a new universe and sort of making it grander like the scale is obviously designed to be more than one movie right yeah they well, don't do that the christopher nolan quote is that the long halloween made it feel cinematic so i think that's really the way that he thought about it was how yeah. cinematic and blockbuster can he make it uh, but i would agree with you in saying that the batman feels like a better comic book adaptation it's so stylized and yeah. dense and conceptual it's it's incredible it's got a bit of its use of campy things isn't agree is isn't not egregious in any way. It fits for how the story is going, and see this is where I'm kind of stuck in the middle because now it's kind of like I gotta see the next Batman movie to see how well they do it for for me to feel satisfied because I genuinely think Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. I don't even care if it's Batman or not. You compare those two movies to any series of movies. It's like, I'd be willing to say they're as good as the Godfather one and two. (laughs) Like, it's just, that's fair. It's like the third Godfather. Nobody really likes it as much. (laughs) No, I feel that. I think, I think dark, I agree with, with what you're saying. I think dark Knight carries Batman begins um for yeah, sure yeah um i enjoy batman begins in the dark knight but kind of b- before we get reviewing batman movies that aren't the movie that we're actually talking about today too, <laughs> too much again dude i really i really just feel like it is which batman is going to be your favorite not not which one is better you know so like any like yeah. old heads or people just hate new stuff they're like well you know that the nolan films do a way better job showing classes struggles in the matt reeves one and i'm just like yeah, but did you see the car chase scene? <laughs> it looked like a painting, dude. Like this movie is just—it's really—it's really so incredible how much it's able to come to life, and how much you don't even feel weird that Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne is barely even in it. You know what I mean, dude? Yeah. So to kind of keep keep the conversation moving forward with the actual movie, to you, what's your favorite part about Robert Pattinson in this role as this young Bruce Wayne? Um, I think they did an incredible job of making him the, of the detective aspect. Yeah. That, that's something that it's like all the other movies, Nolan's included, that aspect is touched upon. Whereas this one, it's at the forefront. Yeah. Uh, the riddle thing, you know, when he answers riddles, I think you could, <laughs> I think you could like it or hate it. Cause it's like, 
I mean, he answers the riddles in two seconds, but also we're seeing him be a very good detective. So that's kind of to be expected. You know what I mean? I don't really think you can <laughs> complain about well, it. Well, on, honestly, in, in my opinion, a, a core a core part of who the character of Bruce Wayne is, is that he's like kind of a genius. You know, that's, yeah, like, that's exactly. part, part of his thing. Again, which is like, I think something that um, changes him from a character who's like more rage driven or something like that. You know, Batman's psyche i think is a little more dense than just being vengeance and i think honestly that's kind of what the whole movie is about really is just how the riddler is able to pervert his sense of vengeance and justice and like use that against him in that way and what i really love about robert pattinson is again how young he is and how young he feels and how it really feels like we're ushering in a new generation to this character and how amazing cool it can just be you know that's like that's like my thing is like i'm like a storytelling nerd so like i think it's i think the core concepts are cool that you can play around with core concepts and like do it in a way where there's a bat zebra and then do it in a way where a young girl is getting shot in the spine and paralyzed for the rest of her life i think that's an interesting duality between storytelling you know looking forward at this um obviously you know his whole reputation is he is vengeance right yeah in this movie is pushing it forward and then it's sort of the end of the movie is like okay he has to be more than vengeance he has to be you know that acceptable symbol right of to inspire people well, yeah. hope hope honestly he he th- i think this movie is about bruce wayne and batman discovering what his actual purpose is. I think he is yeah. so young into the game of being a vigilante that to him, he still doesn't quite understand what he's doing. You know, we get the whole monologue about fear in the beginning. Yeah. And fear is such an important part of the puzzle, right? But not only do you have to make them fear you, but you have to make us have hope in you and trust you, you know? And like the, the movie starts with him beating the shit out of those little Joker boys. And then he looks up at the sky at the bat signal up there. And it's the same shot of him looking up at the end when he's all covered in mud after carrying that girl out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, I think moving forward, going from that, to i mean since the movie's come out they released that deleted scene with the joker that yeah 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 i i almost i almost wonder if we should talk about that in a in like a different light because that like kind of defines the whole movie and i think it is so smart that they didn't put it in the movie yeah i i think it was too because i honestly was seeing you know like the end of the movie and i thought it was uh what's that guy's name uh victor is it zaz Oh yeah! Oh, dude, yeah, yo, that's a good ass guest, dude. Hell yeah! That's what that's what I thought it was. That's honestly. a that's a good ass guest, dude. Yeah. Until he did the Joker laugh, I was like, ah, it's probably the Joker. That's <laughs> 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 probably the Joker. as much as I'd like to see that character, it's probably the Joker. <laughs> but I think that going forward, you know, if that movie ends with those two things, whereas okay, I'm not, I'm, I don't need to be vengeance because pure vengeance doesn't lead to to things being good i need to be hope and then you get it then you get smacked in the face with well the next guy the next villain up is probably the joker (laughs) it's like okay that's a good yeah that's that's a good setup for what comes later because that's kind of the character that tests that i'm really excited for where this joker is going to go in this world and i really just need people not to compare it to heath ledger endlessly which i know is going to happen but again they can live on separate planes and be the same fucking character dude it is so so exhausting but i don't i don't want to get into that yeah that's that's not that's not the fun stuff but um 
again, back back to that like perversion of justice. You know, it's really just you can almost you can see it in his face, dude. Just the way his face drops when that Riddler uh, lackey just says he's vengeance. You know what I mean? It is just like yeah. It's so it's so interesting that th- I thought the entire movie was just about the perversion of justice and the perversion of vengeance and what that means to Bruce Wayne. And then the, the Joker scene comes out and you're like, oh, the Batman thinks that he these people might deserve it, too. That was like an entire layer that I didn't even think about that made it infinitely more interesting. And I think that is such proof about the thick, thick movie stuff going on here that might be a little more dense than other massive multi-million dollar corporations that also produce comic book movies. <laughs> I wonder who that is. Dark Horse? <laughs> you got a problem with Spawn, but... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, that, that's that's a really good point, too, because it is a lot more in depth. Do you want to talk about actors a little bit? Cause... Yeah, yeah. I feel like we've been a little bit all over the place. I really I really want to yeah. kind of hone in on why we think this movie is so good. So let, let, let yeah, let's get back to like Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. What's the kind of your feel on the acting and stuff for this movie? Robert Pattinson is incredible. I don't know. I was seeing on the internet people were mad about Zoe Kravitz for whatever reason. I don't know why. I thought she did an excellent job. She did a perfect job. She encapsulated the character perfectly, dude. I thought, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, who is Falcone? John something. Uh, it's uh, I, I want to say Tarantino, but it's like it's like Tor Tortino Tor- Tortellini John Tortellini Tor- or something. Tor- Tortoro. Tor. Tor- my like, yeah like my neighbor okay well luke's neighbor <laughs> who is in batman um his performance was utterly incredible yeah colin farrell was amazing yeah, right. <laughs> I, 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 I thought the acting was phenomenal although although jeffrey wright is an incredible actor bernarnold bernarnold is an incredible actor i'm gonna say probably one of the best yeah i don't I don't know if I was a big fan of him as Jim Gordon. Um, what I'll say to that is this Jim Gordon at times felt a little ditzy. Maybe is that kind of what you're you're hitting? Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't have a problem with him as the actor. I feel like that his character, Jim Gordon wasn't, yeah, I think that's probably it, because that's 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 how I left the movie with kind of like, I don't know what seemed off about it, but something seemed off about Jim Gordon in that movie. Not not it wasn't like I didn't I'm not going to say it was bad. I'm not going to say it was horrible or anything like that. I'm just saying something didn't I didn't like all the other characters. I, I left saying that was phenomenal performance. Like, honestly, John. The guy who played Falcon, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't yeah, yeah. say his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I honestly left that movie like I don't think I've ever seen him perform such an incredible, like have such an incredible performance as an actor. I don't think I've ever seen him do such an amazing job. Yeah, no, nah, dude, it was really incredible. Dude. I like I. That's how I left that with his performance was eleven out of ten. Uh, yeah, I feel that. No, dude, dude. I don't know why. That's the thing. I don't think anybody else did bad or anything. It's just I don't know why. For him, I was like, my God, this is one of the greatest performances I've ever seen him do. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, back back to uh, back to Bernardo Jim Gordon for a second. Um, I feel like 
he might have not come across as commanding as uh um as we're used to or just no who the, who the who the hell is bram stoker's dracula what's it who's jim gordon in the nolan films oh my god uh uh oh f- my my brain keeps telling me joseph gordon levitt it's not joseph gordon <laughs> <laughs> gary oldman fucking gary oldman yeah gary oldman's one of the, it, Gary Oldman's in like the top five actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like uh, Gary Oldman's Jim Gordon, which is you know just an easy comparison. I feel like his Jim Gordon was was very kind of commanding. You know, I feel like a lot of times in stories we see Jim Gordon as maybe a commanding figure, and I mean even in like the Batman the animated series, this Jim Gordon definitely almost felt like an outsider from the rest of the bureau. Or is bureau the right word, or is it just the police department? The department. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving him too much credit. Um, do you know what I mean? That that's yeah. that's that's kind of, that's kind of my my only thought on that. Um, and so I guess some some of their dialogue might not have come across as the as the smoothest like throughout it. But like, there's moments with like the thumb drive and everything that are just you know hilarious and awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right on that. The dialogue probably parts seemed a little bit like. It didn't have enough oomph for the, for his character. But then there's other scenes where they're yelling about Spanish, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it, it does a fantastic job. <laughs> All right. Do you know what the deal with Zoe Kravitz was? Why people didn't like her? I don't. I was confused about that. I didn't. I didn't get it. Well, okay, okay. The our world right now is so ridiculous because people were being like dude there's wokeness in the batman dude there's politics in the batman because she makes one comment about how uh bruce wayne was like a rich orphan so he like deserves it or whatever and that was like the whole you know patriarchy dismantling type stuff and it was like one throwaway line that in the context of the movie like actually Made sense. Or you know what it was? I, th- I think she, like, said something about all these old white men getting what was coming to them. Yeah, yeah you know? getting rich, yeah, because they're all... It was- yeah, and it was like, okay, like, that's just what the story is. Like, okay, like you don't need to make it about external stuff. Not everything is a reflection of our society. It can live in the world. That was the only stuff I saw about it was, like, people complaining about, like, the mild wokeness in the script. And I was like, can we just, like, enjoy the fucking movie, dude? And it's even like, because when I like, heard that line, it's even like the context makes sense because her biggest issues are with, you know, the Waynes, right? Obviously. Yeah. Uh, Falcone, obviously. And then it's like, okay, like that's who her, you know, struggles against. It doesn't acknowledge that there's like a black woman running for mayor. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, yeah. Not an, it's not an in-depth line. It's an emotional line about people that have affected her (laughs) yeah yeah so so in 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 regards to that that was the only thing that i heard online and i just found it annoying because i was like okay but we're not talking about the actual movie here in the context of the movie she does such a like their romance feels so like realistic and like broken and messed up you know and um one of my favorite lines in the entire movie that i actually think was ripped from uh scott snyder's zero year is at the end of that comic um um, a uh, a woman comes to try to date Bruce Wayne, and Alfred says he's spoken for. Alfred says it. Alfred said he's he's spoken for, and then the next page is a shot of uh Bruce Wayne as Batman swinging through 
on his grappling hook through like Gotham. Like he's spoken for, like Gotham is his true love. I love that the end of this movie was extremely similar, except Zoe Kravitz was saying it to him. Like almost he didn't even understand where his true passion in his life is going to be. Yeah. Like it didn't click for him because he doesn't, he doesn't think about that. He thinks about Gotham. Let's really break into into Patty because he is the the man with the plan. You know, Matt Reeves is just just knew how to utilize Robert Pattinson as a character so well. And like, don't write it off as just being like gothy emo Batman don't or gothy emo Bruce Wayne. Like at the end of the day, I think you got to remember that when a Batman story is told like this, it's a tragedy. You know, like this is a Shakespearean-esque tragedy where this broken person who witnessed the loss of his parents has to go out every night trying to prevent other people from ever being in the situation he was in while constantly being in situations where he either fails or allows super criminals to murder people and get more numb to it as time keeps going on. That's what this is, right? And there's not too much of the Batman not killing stuff in this. There's one scene where Zoe Kravis is going to shoot the guy and he makes a comment about it, and I think it's great they didn't focus on that stuff. <laughs> but, like... That is what the core of uh, Batman is as like a tragedy is like this guy who needs he has an incessant need. That's what I was talking about in like the ego comic earlier is like it is this other persona within him that needs to come out in a way where he can protect the world and protect kids from what happened to him. That's the whole thing going on with the mayor's son in this movie, dude, you know, is like proving that like I I and literally that he failed he failed the mayor's son you know like this movie starts off with batman failing literally yeah literally like like and that's like the exact situation like that is the exact situation he's doing it to prevent and that's why i think that that does it's an excellent stage setter because it's like okay he's not even doing sort of what his lie to himself is why he's right. He's not even executing the lie. He's telling himself perfectly. He is consumed by vengeance. He's not actually worried about doing good. He just knows this is bad. I have, I have, uh, that's all I need to intervene. I have to stop. I need. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I need is just a little bit. So he can acknowledge his own, you know, troubles. Yeah. And even, um, Matt Reeves has been quoted a bunch of times saying that this Bruce Wayne doesn't even have a concept of what being Bruce Wayne could do for him. You know, he doesn't even understand at this point in his life what being Bruce Wayne could be beneficially to the world because he's so driven and focused on this dark side of him to stop it when he fails pretty much throughout this entire movie, dude. The Riddler got off the bombs, bro. Gotham is flooded. And Batman didn't prevent that from happening. He picked up the pieces i'm gonna call out our friend uh will tarashuk because i was on his podcast and we talked about batman for about 45 minutes and he made a a comment about how batman failed and about how that was dumb and i like had to stop for a second to be like nah that's like the point dude the point here isn't that batman can save the day and stop the bombs from going off the point here is that things happened and batman is trying to help pick up the pieces and remind the people of gotham that there is hope and there is change and that in bat in gotham you can be anyone or do anything you know and that 
That's a very important point because it is one of the largest dividing factors for the superhero Batman in comparison to literally every other superhero is collateral. Yeah. Batman is the superhero that, you know, you point to him and it's like he doesn't have superpowers at all. He he is always concerned about collateral, whereas, you know, you take Superman, you take the Hulk, right? Mm -hmm. They don't care about collateral. Because they've got godlike powers, they destroy everything recklessly as long as they can defeat the villain. Batman, his goal isn't to defeat the villain, it's to protect Gotham. It really comes down to what gives him the right, dude. You know, like the Green Lanterns, I'm pretty sure the ring picks you and you have to be a strong-willed person. Superman ascended from the sky like fucking Jesus to come down and save the people, dude. You know what I mean? Where Bruce Wayne is just a guy, bro. He's just a dude who thought that he should do something because no one else can. What gives him the right to make those decisions within Gotham? And at the beginning of this movie, maybe he's making the wrong ones. Maybe his path isn't as defined as he wants it to be. And the Riddler spends the whole movie proving to him without knowing it that he is wrong about the way he's been going about stuff. Yeah, this is a little off topic, but you brought off the Green Lantern. because I'm pretty sure there's in one vein of Batman. It's like because the Green Lantern, right? The whole thing is it like it projects what you think about, right? That's like the basis of the power and stuff. And I th- I'm pretty sure in one of the storylines, Batman just convinces the Green Lantern that the ring doesn't work on him. Really? <laughs> that's the whole thing. That's the, so gre- funny. The, the ring doesn't work on Batman just because that character thinks it doesn't. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny, dude. <laughs> it's just like, that's why Batman beats Superman, because he's smarter. Like, it's... <laughs> that's like, that's uh, it's so well dude and then there's stories like you know the dark knight returns where the whole thing is about how he's better than superman and stuff like that dude but again it's like what gives him the right to do it and in the story you just talked about that's a later batman who's more analytical and more sophisticated in his vigilantism because he has discovered who he is as batman where again this robert pattinson hasn't and i think that's another big divide between the nolan films and this one and again for the ninth time i'm not comparing them like one of them is better it's just the easiest comparison to make because it's the most recent they're both great in their own way They're both really good movies and they're both pretty recent (laughs) if you look at no like christian bale as batman i feel like even in Batman Begins when he's young, he always feels like he's in a little bit of control of the situation, even when he's not. You know, like, of course, you know, the Joker get pops some stuff off that's bad and the Scarecrow and then Bane, of course, you know, holds the city hostage. But I never necessarily feel like Christian Bale isn't going to make it out of the situation or he isn't going to save the day at the end. You know, this Batman, I feel like there's like or uh, specifically Robert Robert Pattinson's performance I feel like you can just tell he's way less confident than Christian Bale's ever was and not only as Bruce Wayne out in public but that first scene when he's walking through the corridor of all the cops and they're all so confused at him yeah you could look at that scene and be like that was awkward and weird why did they film it that way because it was awkward and weird you know <laughs> that's that's the feeling that Matt Reeves is trying to convey to us about this version of his Batman is that he's so disillusioned from the world that, like, when he walks into the in, into the party, you know, he's just like, uh, 
he lies still. (laughs) (laughs) And and I gotta say, too, in the Nolans ones, because it's like, right, Batman getting exposed for being Bruce Wayne is always there. I feel like the threat in those movies isn't as strong um, because it's sort of like that Batman and Bruce Wayne combo. We sort of feel like, okay, he's fine with just being Batman. He, he doesn't care too much if people know who he is. He obviously wants to prevent and prevent it. Whereas this one, we see his biggest moment of fear and anxiety when he's interrogating the Riddler and he thinks the Riddler's figured him out because then Yes, oh my he, god, that was so perfect, dude. Because then he's gonna have to acknowledge Bruce Wayne, which he's been aggressively ignoring unless it suits his needs as Batman. Dude, that that scene could be teachable in any film class, honestly. That scene was so perfect the way it was comprised where the music just starts creeping in as he has a subtle look on his face of holy shit and the Paul Dano just, we haven't talked about Paul Dano yet we got to get into Paul Dano after this Paul that Dano just keeps job. going and keeps going and keeps going and then he has one line of dialogue where it all breaks and the music just stops and Batman looks at him like that that is just undeniable good filmmaking and I feel so confident about this movie that I really do think it's a bad take to like not think it's good. Not liking it and not thinking it's good are two different things. If you don't think it's good, I like so deeply, deeply disagree with you, and I'm sorry. Let's get into Paul Dano though. Let's get into Paul Dano, dude. How did you, how did you like our boy? It's actually funny. We've done three Robert Pattinson movies and now two Paul Dano movies in like the span of these first episodes. <laughs> Paul Dana is going to be in a creepy guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, something I wanted to get into that also came up in my conversation with uh, De- uh, Will on his podcast talking with Tara Shuck was he made a point that I've also seen on the internet that people thought the Riddler was a little too close to the Joker. The point I want to talk to you about that was kind of what you thought about that. Um, I think the difference is in the intention of the character. Did you kind of feel like he was being a little jokery as the movie was going on? Yeah, I see. I see why you'd say that. That that makes like that point. I that, that tracks logically why people would feel that. But I think in doing the way they did his, it's like when we see the Joker, right? Yeah, we see him as okay. He acts crazy, but is he really crazy? It's kind of like Jack Sparrow, right? Like, yeah, he, he seems kind of crazy, but. Really, he's just very good at planning things and people can't see it before he can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think in this one, though, you know, the Riddler is crazy. He just has a plan and he's got that one plan he's been planning forever. Yeah. You know, his his character isn't necessarily a genius. He's incredibly dedicated. Yeah. Like, that's a that's a much bigger separation. God, it's a, it's a good day when I get to compare the Joker and Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired, though. But no, I, yeah, again, I, I think I think the Riddler is allowed to live on his own plane while maybe sounding like the Joker at times because of that intention behind his character. You know, it's, it's, it's not the chaos. And although he's on the television yelling about stuff like the Joker often does in a lot of these movies and uh, comics and whatnot, I still think that they are able to live on their own planes just because Paul Dano is like, I feel like he's even like low key barely in the movie and he still does such an intimidating job. Yeah. And he is and that like his big focus, his drive isn't 
chaos or to be the antithesis for Batman. It's his drive is the same as Batman's. It's vengeance under a different light. Yeah, exactly. And that, yeah, dude. And that's the whole point of this movie. And that's why I'm, I love that they didn't do um, the Joker first and they did the Riddler because I think the Riddler is the perfect character to tell that story, you know, because the, the Riddler in his own mind was doing what Batman was doing. That's what he thought Batman was doing. He thought Batman was punishing the bad people in this world. And that's what the Riddler was doing. And let's be honest, the Riddler, uh, excellent execution for doing that character when every, the last Riddler on everybody's mind is like Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 let's be honest here. That That's that's impressive, okay? That's yeah. like, that's a pretty impressive turn from how, from the last Riddler in everybody's mind. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> you know, if, if you want to go back to uh, the point we're making about how Batman has no powers and what gives him the right, this is another thing that happened where he was out there doing something, thinking he was being all righteous and stuff, and he just inspired the Riddler to create his own reality of what's going on. You know, yeah. it's another example of Bruce Wayne being a person who was not chosen by some otherworldly thing in the world and having it affect the world around him negatively and not understanding that until it's too late, you know? And that's the stuff that I really just love about Batman, dude. If we could just talk about, like, the Batman doesn't kill people thing for a second. I know that's, like, a huge topic on the internet and everything, and, like, Batman doesn't kill people, period. That's the whole point. There's no point in arguing about it because if you're saying he does kill people... You're just missing the point, right? And, like, when it comes to what gives Batman the right and what I'm really interested in for the future of this series is that Robert Pattinson has said that he definitely wants to do a Batman movie with a Robin, but he's only going to do it if the Robin is, like, 11 or 12 or, like, 13 or something. And I think that is such a phenomenal idea for the world that we've created here. Because what you... What you come to understand about the tragedy of Batman is how he just keeps adopting kids and putting them into this never-ending war on crime. <laughs> and it sounds so funny when you say it like that, bro, but like Jason Todd, dead. Stephanie Brown. Uh, are you tell are you telling me Robert Pattinson wants the Batman Beyond set up? Is that Oh that my what, god. Is that, is that what we're getting at? Dude, honestly though, can you imagine how cool it would be if these movies get funded for the next 40 years and we get to see him play an old Bruce Wayne in that type of thing in like a live action type deal, dude? Like yeah, that's I think one of the most underrated like shows ever, Batman Beyond. Incredible. Incredible. That would be that. I don't think. I don't think. I. I think that's the happiest I'd ever see a Batman. <laughs> it's. I could talk about this movie forever. Okay. I'm so excited for more movies to come out like this. I think it has created a new standard for, uh, the care that can go into comic book movies. You know, and I think Batman is such a stylized character, and there's so many great stories and ideas that you can pull from for him. That like. I was so excited for this movie and I'm so happy about the way it came out and it feels like so much care went into it and so much forethought into like who, what this world is essentially, you know, that like, it's just a, just such a fun time, you know? And like, if you, if you, if you don't like it, it's your own prerogative, bro. You know, it's your own prerogative. I do say I have one complaint. And you already know what my big complaint is for this movie because it's a double, it's a double hitter. You got, it's a three hour runtime, which 
I don't really have a problem with movies that are that long because obviously I like movies. But what annoyed me is that I was all right. So I'm watching this movie, right? Really excited because I love Batman. And about an hour into the movie, I got to pee. Not like super bad, but I know like the movie's not over yet and I don't want to miss anything. I got to pee. And so I'm sitting there and I realized for that whole, there's a whole hour of the movie where they're just doing exposition, just talking. And I feel like with that much exposition, you can cut down the runtime and do more showing than telling. And that would have made my bladder happier and it would have made me happier because I probably wouldn't have noticed if I didn't have to pee. But I don't I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say there is like straight up 50 minutes in the middle of the movie where they're just going back and forth talking about the plot. <laughs> I was like, like, you could show me and that takes a lot less time. Yeah, I um, I definitely thought that the Paul Dano and the Riddler could have felt a little more present within the movie. You know, there's the scenes of him, you know, killing the mayor and then capturing um, the the DA and everything. And I almost feel like it's kind of, again, maybe a little bit of the point is that the Riddler isn't super present in the movie and that there's a lot of detective stuff going on where it's really trying to establish that aesthetic in the world that is a detective story you know again with the you know bringing it back to nolan that's the blockbuster batman this is maybe the detective noir batman that you know we've we've been waiting for or whatever so yeah um i i i totally understand that and that's just gonna come along with any you know two hour and 50 minute movie you know there's going to be moments in which people feel like the story can get going a little bit or it's taken a little too long but um, my main thought on that, again, is just like when you read a few of the uh, Batman graphic novels that I've really been getting into, this one just the way the story progressed felt so truthful to that, that like every scene just felt like a vignette of like what I've been into for the past like eight months, you know? <laughs> yeah, I get you. OK, I remembered what I wanted to say earlier. Yeah. Um. When he uh, jammed the Gatorade into himself, yeah. What 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 did you think about that? What was your because what what are you thinking? I was gonna say I thought it was they were trying to say I've got the feeling that it was Bane juice. It's got to be right. It's got to right? be like I'm not yeah. crazy. Like it was like I was. I, it wasn't Gatorade. The internet was saying it was Gatorade, which I thought was hilarious. That's but wicked funny. <laughs> Dude, extra lights just do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I thought that was so funny. I was like, okay, because I mean, I think you're right. This is definitely a young Batman. I got the feeling while watching it. It's like. He's new on the block, but he's been here for some time. You know, we're we're starting the movie off with him doing Batman stuff, not in like a prototype costume, right? No, no he's no. doing he's doing Batman totally geared out, specked out. He's got the car already, oh. uh, and so we know he's been on the block for a while. And so Bane, and that's that was pretty cool because it's like he used it. Right, which would kind of be like a moral no-no, right? Like yeah. you think you wouldn't want that 
you're using something that a villain, you're using the same thing that a villain would do. Yeah. And honestly, we don't even know if that villain exists yet. We just know that, no, no, that the venom exists, you know? Exactly. I, I thought it was a fun little nod. Like, huh? Okay. This guy, that's, a, that's at least how I interpret it. Cause when I see a green glowing liquid in Batman, that <laughs> makes people rage out. That's <laughs> just, that's what comes to mind is okay. Bane is somewhere in here. Yeah. And I mean, just on that note and the future of the villains and stuff in that could possibly be in this. I love that that's established because I think that means, excuse me. I think the, inclusion of that makes room for a little bit of the supernatural to exist in this world, which alright, I just got a big brain blast, so we're gonna make a few points here. So, Bane in the Nolan films, back to the Nolan films, dude is just a terrorist with a goofy mask. That's what yeah. it comes down to. There's no totally Venom. Different. Yeah, totally different. That was their interpretation. Yeah, and that's fine because that interpretation yeah. is ultra-realistic. Ultra-ultra. It goes, yeah, it it it, it meets it up to go into that universe that they've established yeah yeah exactly and so what i like about this batman is already it feels like we're reading a story so in itself it feels like it's in its own universe it doesn't feel like we're in based in chicago (laughs) (laughs) it feels like we are in gotham city right and now that we have this venom juice, we now know that Bane is going to get juiced out and crazy no matter what. No matter what, there's going to be a transformation. If Bane is in this in this universe, if they choose to do him for one of these movies, no matter what, he's going to be juiced out, crazy, roided out, attacking Batman, which is sick and way different than what we got before. And I feel like that also opens the door for villains like Clayface to actually turn into Clay and not have it be that crazy. Or like if Ra's al Ghul shows up eventually and the Lazarus pit is actually in this world and then we could do all of the jason todd stuff (laughs) with under the red hood and everything dude that'd be so sick (laughs) luke has now passed away (laughs) yeah no because the the campy things in this movie like i I think the big one that's on the forefront is like the whole uh uh blah 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 contact lens camera thing which right, also, like, yeah, yeah. Which also they got directly from uh, Scott Snyder's Batman. But yes, for the for the campiness, yes, it's it's done well enough to fit that universe, right? Like you're yeah. not you're not seeing that going like, well, that's stupid. It's like, yeah. okay, I see where they're going. Like it's obviously something we can't do right now, but it, yeah, the concept fits for what we're watching. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And I mean, okay, now, dude, if if, if Venom exists, then then they can do Killer Croc. You know, dude, that's just like a crazy skin disease that someone has, you know, like, dude, like just the this movie laid a foundation for a Batman. And if you are a fan of Batman, I can't recommend enough really trying to get into like some of these comics because it'll just make you appreciate the character and where he came from so much more. So if, if you're listening to this, you've made it this far through our review. Thank you for listening to us. We appreciate it. Um, I called it a review again. It's not a review. We just talk about the movies. Uh, <laughs> if you've made it this far, thank you. Um, 
I would if, if you love this movie and you liked Batman before and this movie made you want to get more into Batman like start like get, get the long Halloween off Amazon read Frank Miller's year one in the Dark Knight Returns you know look into the new 52 and Scott Snyder because reading all these stories I promise 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 you will make you appreciate Matt Reeves' Batman so much more. And the foundation has been laid for, you know, DC, if they're smart, to keep funding Matt Reeves' genius and just build this something that could live on par with the MCU, Nash. I'm going to call it out and be better than it, you know? Like, something that could be... Dude, like, imagine if we just get, like, five of these movies and they don't get contrived. They just get cooler and cooler because he keeps adding all these villains and stuff. That was another thing that I really thought was important was how the movie ends with the Riddler talking to the Joker. I don't think Paul Dano's going anywhere, bro. You know, I don't think I don't think we're not where he's going to get a one off scene in the next movie. And if he does, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just, I, just, I just got a little fired up right there. Sorry. Yeah, he took some venom over here. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you have stuck around, I mean, let us know what you think, because I don't think it would be far-fetched if we got a bunch of messages for us to just talk about what people send us for this movie. Yeah, Batman is thought- also my favorite, and I would watch him forever and ever. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but Batman is the coolest, coolest dude on the block. And if anybody is a fan of the animated movies and wants uh, us to like review any of them or talk about him more, please let us know, and we will in a second. Yeah, that's that's an easy thing to get us to do, especially if you want to hear us talk about it. Um, but yeah, feel free to please reach out to us. Um, we got the Instagram midnight showing. We got an email. It's midnight showing with Luke and Nash at gmail.com, right? Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's a long one, but you won't forget it because I haven't forgot it. <laughs> what else? Do we have a Twitter? No. Uh, no, think, we don't. Uh, we, don't, we don't do the Twitter or Facebook too much, man. We're just, we're just, we're just, we're just trying to chill, man. You know, Instagram's nice. You get to upload some videos and stuff. You know, you yeah. Don't we, get we your don't get your account hacked by the Bitcoin people. Yeah, we do not mind Bitcoin. This is not a Bitcoin <laughs> Bros podcast. Um, gotta give a shout out to ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com where you can find our episodes. And if you want to, you know, start making your podcast, go there too. Justice does not lie. <laughs> Batman's Batman.